Welcome to Orpanini. This is Saratova Beth. Today is the day of Beis Nisan. It's a hugely important day. We're going to learn the Sikha about miracles. Can I do miracles? Are there miracles happening? If there are, where are they? And why do I have to make miracles? Doesn't Hashem have to be the one to make miracles? So where do I fit into this whole equation? Do I have the ability to be miraculous? In the world, the rest of the world, the counterculture, the, the new age culture says everybody is making miracles. So is this true? al Tyra. So um, I just want to say something about <clears throat> the day of base Nissan because it's from the same Sikha, so I'm jumping to the, <clears throat> the end of the Sikha. Because base Nissan is the, the day when, the day of passing of the Rebbe Rashad, and that's the same day that his son, the Friedrich Rebbe, became Rebbe. And the question is, what is significant about that? So imagine we know there are seven branches of the Menorah. There are seven different ways of serving Hashem. There are seven different kinds of Jews, seven different kinds of people. And the first five are, the first five of the seven are Chesed Gvor, Teferis, Nesach, Chesed Gvor, Nesach, Chesed Gvor, Teferis, Nesach, and Chesed. And then, boom, that's the end. There are two more. We talked about it a few weeks ago about the way the Menorah was lit was they, they would prepare the first five candles and then stop and then bring the Katiris, <clears throat> which is something that unifies us with our essence, with our source, with Hashem. And then they would light, then they would prepare the second two candles, Yusait and Malchus. So we understand that there's a huge division. There's an end point. First of all, in the Medites and in the sphere. There's an end point after the first five. And in the generations, in the seventh generation, there is an end point after the first five. And then the sixth and seventh, Yisait and Malchus, which means taking all of this deep inner stuff of building, of, 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 uh, of working on working on your innerness and working on your penis, all of that starts to come down into practical life in these last two. You could say that this is the day. Because on base Nissan, the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, was nostalgic. And he was nostalgic in the middle of um, fighting the evil of the communists, exactly like now. And he said, I cannot bear to be in the world with them. And he left the world on base Nissan. He said this on, on Purim, I think, or Purim Katsan, in that year, in 1920, in Tafresh and then left the world. And so then, officially, on base Nissan, the sixth and seventh generations began. And the Friedrich Rebbe, his son, began, began his leadership with the words, with the minor racist guy Mamalek, stating very clearly, that his mission in life is to fight the last bastion of darkness. His father, the Rebbe Rashab, his minor was Kesser Yusnulacha, Malchus. Meaning, very simple, you can't fight the ultimate darkness unless you're coming from a place of royalty. Because there's a certain crown that the darkness has. You see it in the world today. They, the bad guys, seem to be getting more and more and more power. At every, every corner that you turn, every step of the way, if they don't like what you say, all you have to do is put up a post about 
anything, I'm not going to be specific, if they don't like it, they take it down and they silence you. Your message cannot get out to the world, only their message. They decide what is allowed to be sent out to the world and what is not. We thought, we thought differently. We're not used to living through Reishiskaya Mamalek. We're not used to, we didn't grow up in Soviet Russia. We're not used to living through that era in which you're silenced if they, whoever they is, a Mamalek, doesn't like your message. So we're in the midst, we're on the day when this huge changeover happens, when the the Rebbe Rayat takes over and says, I am here to do, to destroy a Malik. But I'm, I'm, I'm following, I'm taking all the kaichas from my father who established the royalty, that only the royalty, Hashem's very royalty, Hashem's very leadership, has the power to destroy the leadership of a Malik. Right? I mean, in other words, I'm not one of the globalist billionaires. I don't have billions of dollars. I don't even really want billions of dollars. But we know that right now it looks like the globalist billionaires have made a decision that they will determine the, the course of history, and it's according to their philosophy. And they don't have a good philosophy. They think it's good. It's not, it's not a Torah philosophy in any way, shape, or form. It's anti-family, it's anti-Hashem, it's anti-truth, it's, it's anti-everything that's holy. And it masquerades as, you know, very, you know, new agey kind of, but it's pure evil. And they have the money to, and including the, the medical agenda, even for saying this, I might be taken down. They have the money to succeed and to become the leaders of the world. They have a certain crown. The Rebbe Rashab said the Mimer, to have a crown. A Malik also was able to grab the crown. He has a certain leadership. And he has a certain chutzpah. There are various expressions that are quoted. There's a certain chutzpah. It's just, I have the power. And I have the wherewithal to have the power. And only someone who comes from the ultimate Malchus can fight a Malik. So on this day, you and I, each of us has the ability to step into that ultimate Malchus and, and not even fight the darkness, but overwhelm the world with the light of truth and the crown of truth. Because it's the day of, as we say, Rebarashab, crown, Rebarayat, fighting Amalek. In this day that, in which the two intersect, it's an incredible infusion of Kayach for us be able, to be able to be victorious, enable Hashem to be victorious in the world, and Mashiach to be victorious in the world without the billions of dollars. Billions of dollars is only one way to do it. As somebody said yesterday, you can be victorious if you have billions of dollars. But the billions of dollars cannot fight against the power of the people. When the people who have no money band together, 
the it's there is a few. It's interesting because Hanukkah time we're used to the few were victorious against the many. So we have a few globalists who are billionaires, and they intend to be victorious. And they're really just there. How many billionaires can there be in the world? Not five thousand, a few or a few hundred, whatever it is, a, a handful. And they want to be the few who overwhelm the many, the people. But in this case, if the people stand in their real power for truth, they will overcome. This is the opposite of the, the, the Hanukkah miracle. They will overcome those few who are standing, who have real power, but power from the opposite of Kedusha. So that's one of the understandings of what today is, and that's the chaos of today. And and here the Rebbe is saying that one of the important foundations of the Rebbe Rashab is the established Tamchet Minim. First in one place, and then all over the world. It started in one place, and then all over the world. And what's a yeshiva? A yeshiva is a place where you yeshiv, you sit. You sit and learn Niglas Tayr Pnimis Tayra, so that it's one. And you sit and learn it in a settled way so that it settles itself into you and transforms you. So that you have serious power. Um, and we know that learning Tyra in a yeshiva um, affects in the short run those who are sitting and learning and eventually those who are outside of the walls of the yeshiva. And they infuse them with your Shemayim, with the ability to be soldiers of David and Melech. Mashiach has an army. David and Melech, David Malka Mashiach has an army. Started off with the Rebbe Rashab creating this army just of the students in the yeshiva. His army now fills the whole world. But I would say that Mashiach is looking for more recruits to his army. Whom does he want in his army? every single human being in the world. Even the globalists. <laughs> they can join the army too and join the army of Hashem. They don't have to be in the army against Hashem. They're welcome to join. Let them use it. Let them add their money to the to the battle to Mashiach, to the army of Hashem. Why not? We could use their money. They don't have to be against us. So today is the day in a sense. Although it's not the official day that 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 Tzimim was established, it was established fifteenth um, of Elul and then Chayelu, and yet today is the day in a sense that the whole establishment of Tzimim is all summed up. It's all packaged in one package because everything that the Rebbe Rashab achieved is all summed up on, on today. So okay, let's just spend a couple of minutes talking about making miracles. So now, here we are. We're in this army. And what we're trying to do is get more recruits, create miracles through getting everybody into the army. That's a miracle. If you can get every citizen in the human, in the, in the human race, you know, every redneck who lives in Kentucky or South Dakota into the army, army of Hashem, you've succeeded. Today is the day to do it. Today is the day that opens up that possibility. So is that a miracle? Yeah. Are you capable of doing miracles? Yes. When? In the month of Nisan. 
So the month of Nisan, here in the Sikh of Tazriya, Gimel Nisan, Tavshin Memtes. The Rebbe is saying that the month of Nisan is the head of all the months of the whole year. So this is the first of all the months. In a way, we said already last, last week, Rosh Hashanah is, is first of, the, of Nisan on some level. So if that's the case, this is the month of Gula, this is the first month of the world as it is in perfection, in Hashem's blueprint. So that means that this month has special lessons in it and special foundations for what we're here to do throughout the rest of the month. So one of the main lessons that we take out of the month of Nisan, because everything is in the name, the Gemara says, Nisan has two nuns. When you have a word with two nuns, Nisan, that means Nisei Nisim Naseloi. We're talking about a month of Miracles of miracles that are done for him. Nunim. Harbe Nisim Rabin. And that fits with what the month of Nisan is all about. Because that's the month when, this is the month when Hashem took us out of our enslavement, of our gullus, and he did it with Nisim and Niflas, two nuns. And Rosh Chaydish Nisim is the month of Geula. Rosh Chadashim and Rishon, it's the first of all the months of the year, and it's it's the Rosh Hashanah of miracles. It's Rishon of all the months of the year with respect to the mirac- miraculous conduct. It's the Rosh Hashanah for miracles. There are a bunch of Rosh Hashanahs, the Rosh Hashanah for the trees and for the produce and for kings. I think this is also Rosh Hashanah for kings, I think. And there's Rosh Hashanah for the year. And there are a few Rosh Hashanahs. This one is the Rosh Hashanah for miraculous conduct. Which means a completely above nature way of being in Hashem as Hashem treats us. The month of Nisan is the head of the year about Hanhagativis, natural conduct. So Russia, so the first of Tishrei starts the year as you're going to live really very much along the lines of, with the rules of the world, nature. Yesterday, Rosh Chodesh Nissan was the beginning, the Rosh Hashanah, for living, not according to the laws of nature, above the laws of nature. Two different ways. There's room for both. And we know it says in Sarm, Mishabachar Hakadosh Baruch Hu Ba'aymas Kava Barish Chaydishim Rosh Chadashim Veshanim Kishabachar Ba'Yakub Vanav Kava Barish Chaydish Al Geula. When Hashem chose the world, He decided to create the world. So He He chose the month, and He chose which one month would be the head month, and when He chose us as his chosen people, Yaakov, Uvanov, Yaakov and his sons, he also chose the time of the month of Geula. He chose us, and he chose time. The, who, who are the special people? Yaakov and his sons. Which is the special time? The month of Geula. When did Hashem chose it? choose it? When Bachar Kadosh When he chose the world, or created the world. That means when you're talking about natural way of being, 
Hashem chose, said, I'll make a world. World means a place where you don't see him. Natural. In that world, he put a piece of a miracle. Because if it's too natural, we just give up. So um, he put in the world the head, the, the day that, that, that starts this regular conduct live in a regular world like a regular person. First to Tishrei. He also chose us. And he said, you, I don't choose you. When I'm thinking about you, the Yidden, Yaakov and his sons, I'm not thinking about the first of Tishrei in terms of, yeah, regular world, you're the head guys of the regular world. We're not so good at being in the regular world. Anybody who became a Balchuva, knows ha- after having lived in the secular world, you were always weird. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it. You never fit in. Everybody else would, whatever it was, you know, sit somewhere where everybody seems to be having a good time. I, I would watch people going to certain events, and I would wonder why they're having a good time. What is interesting about this? Regular places, regular things in the world. Everybody would be smiling, laughing, having a wonderful time. And I would always be sitting there analyzing and philosophizing and thinking, asking myself what they're smiling about. What are they smiling about? They go to a concert. Why are they smiling? Why are they laughing? Why are they so? They really look genuinely just relaxed and having a great time. And I'm doing a whole philosophy about the spiritual significance. This is before I was religious. The spiritual significance and the Psycho, psychological, sociological significance of this gathering and why why these people are smiling and why the, other, the others aren't. I was the only one who wasn't. Why? We're not good at the natural world. We never do really well. They do well. We don't. We do well at miracles. We're not, you know, we're not so good with the first of Tishrei. It's a strong avida on the first of Tishrei. You sit, you sit in shul for two days, davening your kishkas out. It's not a world that you're really good at. This natural world. First of Nisan, well, we're busy in the kitchen getting everything ready for Pesach, but this is a miraculous world. We're on our turf. This is us. Because when Hashem chose us, he chose a miraculous conduct, and he chose a time when that fits, this month. And the head of this miraculous conduct is, the head of the time, is the month of Nisan, the month of Geula. And what did he do to, for us in that month? Hashem, he took us out of our enslavement. Because he puts... An, it's interesting. We're not good at doing nature. We're not good at living in the world. And he puts us in the world. And then, yet, when when we finally get used to the world, we get so used to it that we fall into it and become slaves to it. Maybe worse than everybody else. So Hashem says, I'm going to put you in the world, but it is very tricky. It's very tricky. So you might kind of fall into the world and become more enslaved to it than anybody else, maybe. So at, in the month of Nisan, your turf, I'm going to pull you out of that enslavement to nature. Complex kind of deep psychological plan that Hashem has, plus plus, and spiritual plan. 
And how does he do it? He uses the stuff of that month, miracles, nisim guyim. And he creates in this month a geula that is impossible alpiteva. According to the laws of nature, we could not get out of Egypt. We could not get out of the land of Mitzrayim, the land of limitations. Once you're enslaved to nature, you're, you don't get out. Once you smoke cigarettes, you, don't, you can't stop. You can't stop smoking cigarettes unless from within the problem of being addicted to cigarettes, you can't stop. You can only solve the addiction from outside of the problem. As any smoker, I'm not a smoker, but as any smoker will probably tell you, when they're, when they're about to take a cigarette, that's not the time we're overeating. Let's say you're addicted to eating cookies, as most of the world is. Cookies and pastries and cakes and all of that. So if somebody says to you, you know, you're about to put this mouth-watering pastry, you're chewing on the pastry, you just bit the first bite, and you're ready for the pleasure of the second bite of the cream and the chocolate goo and all that stuff and sugary taste and boom, it hits and creates all those pleasure chemicals in your brain and waves of pleasure. Go, and you're in the middle of eating this and somebody says, you know, um, it's really, you know, there are too many, um, tra- there's, there's trans fat in that pastry, you shouldn't be eating it. I've never seen, I very seldom have seen people say, oh, oh, and just put it, put it down and walk away. <laughs> when you're in the middle of it, it's very difficult to walk away from it. The ability to be unenslaved has to come from something miraculous, something way outside of the problem itself. So Hashem had to pull us out of Mitzrayim from above out of the place of enslavement from above. And in a wider sense, it means, when we came out of Mitzrayim in this month, it means the freeing of all of Yidin, all Yidin, and every single, every single individual Jew, freeing us from the limitations, the Metzarim and Gvulim, of the nature of the world. From in, free us from the limitations of, oh, but this pastry is so good. Oh, the cigarette is so calming. Oh, whatever it is. And how is it done? Kol hanisim ha'elu. Kol hanisim ha'elu. With all of these miracles, patianu me'avlus l'cherus. With these miracles, Hashem took us, He used a tool from outside of the problem itself to take us from slavery to freedom. And in miracles themselves, we're not talking about he just did one miracle. Nis, excuse me, nisim means a lot of them. Nisim, nisim, miracles of miracles. Which means lots of different kinds of miracles that Hashem did in this month. Which of course means he does now in this month. Lots of different kinds of miracles. And besides there being lots of miracles and lots of different kinds, every miracle is in a way of nisim, a miracle inside of a miracle. Now, isn't that interesting? We are in a time when it seems so dark and it seems like the bad guys are winning faster than fast. Who feels a miracle inside of a miracle? Although, this is the moment when I have to stop and tell this cute little story. Um, 
it's quite mundane. Garbage day here is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We had a very heavy bag of all kinds of stuff, and it didn't go out this morning before the trucks came. Let's say it that way. And I didn't know whether I should put it in the alleyway, and it'll sit there for two days, but I can't keep it in the house. It's very uninteresting. And usually I will take the whole bag and put it in a box so that if the friendly little creatures in the alleyway decide to open it up, it will open up into the box and we won't have to clean up the whole alleyway. But I had no box. We threw them all out. So I brought it out to the alleyway and I thought, oh, boy, I need a box and we don't have any boxes. Whom can I ask? Where will I find a box? Forget it. I'll just leave it here. And then I heard a noise behind me. I heard something moving in the alleyway. So I thought, who's who's right by me? And I heard kind of, you know, movement. And I turned around and I saw a box was moving down the alleyway towards me by itself. Obviously, the, the wind was blowing. Obviously, you want to go into the nature of it. Somebody put a box outside one outside their gate and they put it, the past couple of days after the recycling people came. And so, and at the moment that I said, I need a box, the wind started to blow and the box literally started traveling down the alleyway in my direction. I'm saying to myself, I need a box. And it literally is like driving itself down the alleyway, just a box, the right size box. And it's just coming right towards me. Wow, Hashem. Okay. So we're talking about, you know, how do you make a box appear if you don't have one on your back porch? How do you make a box appear that you're going to put the garbage bag in? Well, just ask for one and it'll just come driving down the alleyway by itself without a car and no one will carry it. And when I say I need a box, it's just going to come towards me. And, just, and I hear the sound of it moving down the alleyway. It was the most uncanny thing, right, in the month of Nissan. So this is, we're in the world of nature, but it's miraculous. It's like, where does this box, how is this possible? Very subtle kind of a miracle. So let's, we're just going to pull this together a little bit before we sum up. The difference between nature and miracle, we understand. Teva is from the word, you know, the gates were sunk, you know, a sinking down, the gates are sunk. The towers, the gates, are were um, swallowed up by the earth. Uh, maybe it means the gates of the base of English, I'm not sure. But it means, Teva means the gates of this structure were swallowed up by the earth. So they're underground. Which means the godly Kayach, which um, conducts the natural world, is concealed. The gates, the doorway to this, to this natural world that's really godly, the gates, the godliness, are deep underground. You know, it's a well-kept secret. God is running the world. Oh, it's a total coincidence. It just happened to be that someone happened to leave a box out in the alleyway, and the wind happened to be blowing, and I happened to need one, so I got it. There's no miracle there. How could I say that? Because the 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 doorways, the towers, the gates, to this secret world of Hashem being the one who sent me the box, he's concealed underground, deep within, this little natural thing. He keeps himself well hidden underground. That's Teva. 
and the word tavu be'eret sharel, that it, it, it's connected to that, concealed. So, um, and so we see the way such a world works where Hashem conceals himself is, looks like he doesn't exist. Just a natural world. That world we know. Just a box. I don't know. The wind blew. Doesn't wind always blow? Don't boxes happen to be in? Well, people put their boxes in the alleyway all the time. I mean, come on. Now, let's switch before we pull this all together. Mace, miracle, is from the word Ramamus Visnasus, elevated. Aramnisi. Come on, Nase Alaharan, like the, you know, exalted, uh, the top of the mountain. Afon Vaslit in der Heich, Berg. I think it means a, a certain kind of a, a bird that flies very high, higher than the mountains, you know, on top of the mountains. So we're talking about, we're talking about something flying up to the top of the mountains. It's not deep within the earth. We said, Hashem, in nature, is deep within the earth, sunk deep within the earthiness. Here we're talking about being exalted on the top of the mountain. So in this miraculous conduct, the kayak of Hashem is revealed. And not only that, not only revealed on, in the earth, but remember, teva means sunk within the earth. But miracles are on top of the earth, not sunk deep in, on top of the earth. And we see with miracles, it's they're high up. You see, it's something, you know, it's wow, amazing. It's something on the mountaintops. That a mountain is higher than the earth. And not only that, but a, a mountain is constantly growing. It actually is a uh, vegetative thing that grows in some way. And you're talking about a miracle that's on top of the mountains, higher than the mountains. That shows on the revelation of Hashem that's higher than the limitations of nature, how he acts in the world. So Hashem has these two different ways of doing it. There's a way that Hashem does in which there's a way that Hashem does which comes into being in this month of Nisan. Nisan. In a way of Nisan Nisan. What is happening in this month? What comes into being brand new, fresh in this month? Nes al-haharim gufa. Something that's on top of the mountains, the sign on top of the mountains, the, the visibility of something that's higher, it's way up there on the mountaintop. Nisim al-gabe nisim. Miracles sitting on top of miracles. Very exalted. A level that's higher, a level higher than the level which before. So to sum it all up, the next the next year is going to be about where we fit in. Or do we have the ability not only to experience and watch miracles, but do we have the ability to create miracles? Obviously, the answer is going to be yes, but we have to find out how that exactly is true. And we're going to sum this up with giving each other a bracha on today because it's a, an extremely powerful day, as we said, shifting over from the first five generations to the sixth and seventh from a more lofty way to a more grounded way in the sixth and seventh generations. It's an extremely powerful day. And of course, today's the day that um, uh, that the Rebbe spoke about the idea that the um, when the king would when the king would be appointed, 
the, the people would say, long, long live the king, long live the king, the king, Melech. And that the people have the ability to bring about the malchus of the king in a very powerful way. So we understand, and we'll see that in the next couple of days. We have the, the, the ability to bring out, bring about the loftiest miracles come through the people. The people have a huge amount of power, as you said, Mahavdil about Amalek, the globalists, all that other stuff. The people have huge power. So we bench each other that we should not only experience miracles, we want to be cognizant of miracles that happen every single second because when we see them, it enriches our lives and it gives us, it, it certainly clearly um, adds to the arsenal of the ability of us to then do our part to create miracles from below. Not just see miracles from Hashem from above, but create miracles from below and to create the ultimate miracle on this baseness and tafshin payalas of the Gula Mitzvah Shlema. May we see it and experience it immediately now.